Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. We are really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 22 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Unexpected Task. I'm Bayana, and joining me today are Connie and Amani. Hi, guys. Yo! Thanks for jumping in when Robin ditched me. Hey. For <laughs> Hamilton, no less. It wasn't even really Hamilton. She had her, she had her Hamilton. I mean, an actual Hamilton. Sometimes, like, you know, you just get caught Hamilton. up in the moment, and Felix Felicis is just like, you might get lucky, so you just gotta go do a thing. I don't know. I'm just trying to help her out. <laughs> we know where her heart truly lies, and honestly, I'm just jealous she that so I'm also not at this conversation that she went to. That's really all it is. It's mostly just jealousy. It's fine. Yeah, um, okay, really quick announcement announcements and reminders. Um, use the hashtag wiz- um, wizard team on Twitter to follow along, and you can tag and follow us at We Black and Nerds. Submit to Hogwarts BSU. Um, I would like to see more pieces um that does also not disclude um i'm including my my co-hosts i would also like to see things from you as what? well huh? um mm, really because um, i have i have a draft of something yeah, that i once received and i haven't heard back about it um who was that directed at it was pretty real mm. Is i thought real? it was real mm. Maybe I was dreaming. Who knows? The last two weeks, I mean, two months have been a blur, so could have made it up. Um, <laughs> but could, could just be delirious from work. E- even if I dreamt that up, I would still like things from you and from our listeners. Imagine life as a black Hogwarts student. Um, you can check out blackgirlscreate.org for guidelines. And become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm. You can go to blackgirlscreate.org slash donate to do that. And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, and all those other fun places that we are found. Um, and then also subscribe to our newsletter. Follow us on all social media at Black Girls Create. And join our Slack channel where we've been having lots of fun conversations about things like S.H.I.E.L.D. and Iyamla twerking for some reason. And other things that are probably better than the last thing I just said. <laughs> Yeah, don't let Elanya turn you off. It's still pretty lit. Yeah, it's lit except for that. I just needed answers. I thought perhaps the group could provide them, but... I don't think anyone yeah. has those answers. No I don't think has she has answers. those answers. Nope, Sway doesn't have the answers. No one has them. It's unfortunate. Um, okay, cool. So, we don't have any wizard team news, which is kind of sad because we don't get to use the... The little sound effect this da, 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 week, da, da, that's da, okay. Da. <laughs> well, there was a bonus episode. So that's technically news-ish. That's true. If you haven't listened to that bonus episode about house elves, you should do it. You could, yeah, just do it after this, you know? Just Wizard Team Marathon. It's a good, like, four hours, probably. I'm just guessing this uh, episode is going to be, like, two hours. You know. I mean, as per usual. Um, yeah. I think it's about average right now. Um... Oh, Porsches, right? There was there's a, a such thing as butterbeer ice cream. Apparently, I would like to try this butterbeer ice cream. We got to find out where we can Sounds uh, get like that. Sounds like it could potentially be lit. 
I need to figure. There's a link that Portia tweeted, um, and I think we retweeted it, but I'll also like tweet the link out on Wednesday because that sounds really awesome, and I would like to at least, at the very least, try some. I think it would be Can't pretty go good. wrong. No, I don't think so. I think it's, I mean, it's butter yeah. beer and ice cream, so. There are very few ice cream flavors that you can, like, mess up. Like, butterberry ice cream could legit just be butterscotch twirled into vanilla, and it would be lit. Right? That sounds amazing. That just sounds simple and amazing. That's literally all I want. Yeah. Yeah. I would would like that. Um, Cool. So that was a fun thing, because ice cream is is always awesome, and so is butterberry. And it's springtime Um, now, so we can talk about warm things. Thanks for the warmth. spring. Yeah. Aslan Aslan has come. There's not a lot of, there's some Lord (laughs) of the Rings talk sometimes on this thing, on this podcast, and there's a lot of like Game of Thrones and S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that jazz, but anytime it is spring, Aslan has come back to Narnia and winter is no more. (laughs) The White Wish has been defeated. Just getting that, some, some, you know, C.S. Lewis nerding out in there. Yes. Connie is so in her element right now, guys. You need to see it. We can be sweet summer children now. <laughs> well, you know, until the actual summer and then winters is there, apparently. Just true timing, man. I'm so ready. I'm ready as fuck. Okay. Magical birthdays. I forgot about this. Next Monday is James Potter's birthday. It's airy season also, by the way, in case anyone else was wondering... In the house. Best season of the year. Are you in Aries also? Obviously. April babies are the best. Come on. What? It's lit. And then, like, Connie's in April. She's not an Aries, but we still got, like, April. Team Taurus. Also claim her, you know? (laughs) Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I thought the dragon had three heads, Amani. I thought the dragon had three heads. (laughs) I thought she was cool. We were rocking with you. Whatever. We decided everyone like who's listening. Half half stark, you know, it still works. Ooh, that means cool. I get John Snow. Oh, I want it to be Tyrion. Oh. I want it to be Tyrion. The one you don't know is. Oh, okay, that's cool. The one you're not really okay, sure is. Go, go right ahead. The third one. Anyway, before we started this podcast, and when Robin was like, "Yo, somebody apparate in." Imani was like, I could do it. And I was like, maybe I could do it too. And then it was just like, well, as you know, the dragon has to have three heads. And I was like, yeah, I'm the third one. I am the dragon, breathe the fire. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's get into um, our, t- it's still Witches History Month. Um, it's so funny because coming after, coming out of February, I'm like, this month is so long. Um, but it's still Witches History Month, which is lit. Um, and today we are discussing young witches and feminism, which is really just the Harry Potter and feminism, and just we can talk about whatever we want because it's our podcast. Why not? You know, Robin's not here to tell us to do anything. Man, can't keep like. us down. She's a woman. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm starting the timer because that's the one thing we. We don't want it to be three hours. Um, <laughs> it won't be. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of just kind of thinking about feminism and I mean, I guess also especially coming after like 
reading this particular chapter. It's going to be an interesting mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I think I was kind of... I've read stuff before about how, like, there's sexism in Harry Potter, and I guess I never really, like, thought about it very much, like, as a kid reading it. Um, but I definitely like, rereading it now can see some of that, especially with, like, the... And, I mean, I guess it happens for, like, male characters and female characters, but, like, the the um, association with, like, evil and looks is, like, a strange thing that's that's been happening since the beginning. Yeah, Joe was not subtle about that. No, it really wasn't, and, like, it's, it's super problematic. And then even, like, thinking about it now, it's a very white feminist kind of like depiction within these books which I mean I guess we already knew because of like mutual respect and kinship and everything but um, I feel like a lot of it is very much like so you know on the on the good in quotes side there's Hermione and there's Tonks and there's um Luna and they're like super strong and like awesome and they're into like you know they're into justice but then also into like books and reading and talks not so much but then we also get a lot of like slut shaming and like weird moments where like the female characters are like pit against each other for really no reason so it just it's like a weird kind of yeah you guys are talking about that, that. you guys were talking about that a few weeks ago when the Bobaton student showed up and it was sort of like Hermione's the only girl we see most of the time like 90% of the time in general but also in this in that chapter in this book for there to be, like, new girls coming in. Especially because Gryffindor House only has three girls total. Which is just... Where's the equality, man? Where's the equality in that? But we only see those three girls. Because we don't really get to spend a lot of time with any of the other houses and the girls in them. So all these new girls come in. And it's Hermione who's got the biggest problem with them. For no reason. Like, she spent her third her summer between second and third year in France. So it's like, she seemed to have a great time. So was there some sort of like thing from that time where it was just like, ugh, I don't like French girls? Or she just didn't like how girly and snooty they were? And none of the girls, I mean, Lavender and Parvati, Parvati, are girly girls and Hermione has to deal with that a lot. And I guess that that's part of her um, struggle, I guess, with being in that dorm and being there only being three girls and she doesn't really have anyone to kind of relate to. Um, but I don't know. It's just like Hermione's the one who had the biggest problem with the Bobatons girls and like how like girly and like giggly they are. And it's kind of like, well, but why? Is it just because she's lonely? She's... I don't want to say jealous because that kind of continues to perpetuate the the rivalry, but it's just like a weird. It's weird. Is well, Joe the end like, of what in I got. general, yeah. I think, really has issues with femme girls that come out like in her writing, especially with Fleur, and really, I, I think Portia talked about it a little bit before, but really, Molly is the worst representation of it because like she, the entirety of book five, she. Or six, actually. She's hating on Fleur and Hermione Jenny. Like, oh no, she's too Frenchy. It's like, at first I was like, is it anti-French or is it just because she's too girly? 
But you go back and read it, it's like, oh, every depiction of a feminine, quote-unquote, girly girl, they're derided, they're not seen as intelligent, and where that could be like a, okay, we're going to subvert this trait, we're going to actually have to be really brilliant and be underestimated because of femininity. No, like, they're actually disparaged in the text, just for no reason. It's right, like, because Hermione, why? Hermione, the smart right. girl, is often picked on for her looks, but also just objectively she has big teeth and big hair. And while we have to, like, we have to do a lot of work in society as a whole, especially because this is, you know, you know, we black people, so we see Hermione, we call Hermione as black because she has a lot of traits that black women have. And so society as a whole sort of sees bushy hair and big teeth and big lips and like not that Hermione necessarily has that but her the the way that she's described in the books is something that her negro nose is (laughs) jacksified yes indeed um the way that she's depict like described objectively regardless of if characters think she's cute or not is that is something that society doesn't see as traditionally beautiful. And Jill works to make it so that it's like, look, Hermione's great regardless of how she looks and she's really smart, but she doesn't do that much work to be like, Hermione's really pretty as she is. It's like, Hermione's pretty when she gets her hair slicked down and, oh, snap, Hermione, I forgot that you, Mm -hmm. I didn't notice that you shrunk your Mm -hmm. teeth down. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, okay. So Hermione's, and then it doesn't help that Emma Watson just never really had the bushy hair thing going on and has classic, like, white, uh, like, white society sees her as beautiful or whatever. And it's just like, I mean, I guess, but it doesn't help with the depiction of her mind. Like, I guess it's sort of like, look, a pretty girl can be smart when you cast her in the movie, but in the, in the text, Joe didn't really make that effort, I guess. At least not consistently. No, and I think also, like, right. And I think also there's, like, a line that we get. And, I mean, it's, like, you know, it's in the movie, but it's in this chapter as well where Ron, like, has a moment where he's, like, Hermione, you're a girl. And, like, while on the one, like, there's two levels to that, but I think with this, it kind of, there's this this trope of, like, girls are more, like, seen as, like, cooler or, like, more valuable when they are, like, one of the guys, right? Like, they can go and they hang out with the guys, and then, but they're also girls and they're cute or whatever. And so it's, like, kind of puts Hermione on this pedestal, even though, like, the way Ron says it is rude as fuck, and, like, we'll get to that (laughs) later, but um, it's just a different... Or not, I mean, I don't know. It just feeds into those tropes. And then we get Ginny, where, like, pretty much once we, once we, like get past her just being like the little sister then it's all just her brother slut shaming her all the time under the guise of trying to like protect her mm-hmm. right when literally she's had two boyfriends <laughs> like I don't I'm like what I don't understand yeah it's like what they hold their hands like they're, they're 12 like come on it's not even anything serious right they're no, Hogwarts like- where can they go they go to Hog- Hogsmeade three times a year they're just walking the corridors they're not doing shit you don't read fan fiction. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of cupboard action that the brothers are trying to prevent her from participating in, I guess. But also it's interesting that I'm just now, like, realizing that Ron is the only... Ron and Percy are the only two Weasleys that we ever see in a relationship ever. And so it's like, really? 
where where I don't know. It's just like a thing that I never thought of before. It's like Percy and and Penelope, and then Ron and Lavender, and it's just like Ginny's the only one who like actually has any a bunch of people interested in her. <laughs> it was just like, is it just jealousy? You guys are just jealous. Calm down. Sit down. Let let her be her. Let her flourish. <laughs> yeah, let her do her. Just yeah. hating ass Weasleys. Just hating. Hating. That's really funny because, and this is slightly a tangent, but like, the Weasleys are awesome, but then they just be hating for one reason. Molly's kind of like when they all get it from Molly supportive too. families. They hating on somebody. Like I, I blame Molly. Yeah, because this chat, this book is one of Molly's biggest sort of like, oh, she's kind of falls down from the mom pedestal that we, as a reader, put her on. Because it's like, oh, she takes care of Harry, and she takes care of all these children, and oh, she's so wonderful. But then her sort of her flaws are displayed the most in this book because it's as soon as she thinks that Hermione is in a relationship with Harry and. And could be, I guess, partially because maybe she knows about the the Ron Hermione thing, or I forget what exactly it is that like really bothered Molly about it. Um, she gets so upset and starts to like be really rude to Hermione, and it's just like again, kind of going back to Joe not really being good at like ladies supporting ladies hashtag um, in terms of like. Mm-hmm oh, it's only, once Molly's like, oh, that's not a thing, she's perfectly nice to Hermione again. And then because we never actually see Ron and Hermione as a couple in the book series, we never really get to see how Molly handles it. And then her parameters for handling it would have changed because of the war and et cetera, et cetera. But it's just interesting that all of a sudden, Molly has a problem with Hermione when Hermione has spent nearly every summer for the last four years at her house, like, spending summers with her and was, like, her child's best friend. All of a sudden. Right. I mean, you know, that's where Ron got it from, clearly. <laughs> read too much, read the I'm like, you didn't, you haven't met your... Okay, that's fine. <laughs> You've never met Hermione before? Interesting. And then Portia says that uh, Rita writes that Hermione is a two-timing it's two-timing Harry with crumbs. Right, so effectively right, right. Hermione is a good-for-nothing gold digger and it takes Harry, the guy advocating for Hermione mm. to uh, for Molly to get over it. Right, right. That is, is part of the problem. But it also it goes back to you're going to read this woman and believe her over the girl you know. You just really haven't met her yet. Right. Wow. And you know that Rita is a problem. And I mean, this is like it's Mo- it's all of them, but then Molly, like, you know Rita's a problem. Why would you then go and read her stuff and then also believe it? Like, she's been talking bad about Arthur for years. You could literally write Hermione and be like, Hey, Hermione, I read this thing. You're not doing this, right? And then Hermione could be like, Nah, Mrs. Weasley, why would I do that? But also, She'd be like, sure. even if she didn't... I thought so. Awesome. Even if it wasn't... Hermione, she could email, she could email, she could owl Ron, like, Ron, this, this isn't true, right? You know your best friend. You've met her. I don't know if I've met right. her, Give but me you've met her, right? And Ron would be like, nah, mom, it's cool. Rita's just a weird, like, stalker person who has no ethics. She but Hermione's got no home training. I don't know. I do really wish that they, that Joe had been able to, like, write the relationships of these female characters, like, 
I wish she'd be able to write their relationships better. Like, we hear that Hermione and Jenny are really close friends, but we never actually see it. Like, other than a couple moments, like, you know, it gets mentioned, or Jenny, or we see it when Jenny's hanging with all three of them, but we never see, like, the two of them in the corner talking or doing, or, like, hanging out together. Right. Um, and, like, yeah, I just feel like for such great writing of just the characters themselves, then it's the interactions that don't really add up. Um, some of this I wonder if it has to do with um, her editors and, like, I mean, the whole reason why she's called J.K. Rowling is because they're like, oh, well, boys aren't going to read a book that's written by a woman. <laughs> and so I don't know if, like, again, you know, it's sort of the complicated issue of writing anything where it's just like, well, the writer said it, and then sometimes you have to take a step back and realize, well, you know, there are people who are telling them the types of things to write and blah, blah, blah. And so I don't know if that had anything to do with it in terms of like, well, girls will read about boys, but boys aren't going to read about girls. So just, you know, don't include them. And it's sort of like, well, by book four and five, she was a global phenomenon. So she kind of have a little bit of, maybe had a little bit of power to be like, okay, but who's, who's making you all this money? Uh, it's me. I decide <laughs> that these ladies are going to have some more time. Um, but that never actually gets to happen um because it makes me think about game of thrones in terms of like and i mean this is mostly show at the moment and i haven't actually read the books but the first few seasons are very like male heavy and obviously game of thrones has a lot of problems with their portrayal of female characters um but then the latest seasons sort of tried to turn the tide on that and for a lot of people it was too late but it was sort of like, okay, maybe you're actually listening and actually getting what your audience, like understanding that you have women in your audience and they want to see these stories and they want to see women flourishing. So do that. <laughs> keep keep doing that. <laughs> and so it's hard to tell if Game of Thrones is really going to fully learn that lesson. But it's sad to know that Joe didn't because there's no way I feel like in the world, the majority of the character, like, the majority of fa of the fans, especially the more vocal fans, feel female. Just It just feels like that's just the way the percentages work. I don't know the actual numbers, but um, when you have so many, like, girls identifying with Hermione, and, like, it's just like, oh, and then you add, you know, Luna and then Tonks. Great. Maybe you should show them interacting? That'd be great. Like, pass a Bechdel test. Right. And I mean, I think I also, like, just thinking about um, some of the, like, older characters, too. So, like, even McGonagall or, like, the ones who are in power, we don't really get to see them either as, like, mentors to these people, right? Like, we kind of see McGonagall with Hermione, but, like, Harry is just surrounded by dudes who are giving him super awesome advice and are being fair for him. But, like, meanwhile, he, he has Petunia, Molly and McGonagall, mm -hmm. and that's it, really. And like, do you mean just females being mentors for Harry, or females being mentors for female characters? I think I mean for both, both, obviously. Like, so for that, for Harry, that was specifically yeah. for Harry. But I think that, like, for and I guess Umbridge too. Um, <laughs> uh huh. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Not a mentorship that exactly. Um, the yeah, of that. I mean, but I, I think just in, <laughs> I think just in general, like it, it's more. Fr- and I mean, I said this already, but it is frustrating for me that we don't get to see like women kind of like propping each other up, you know, when Hermione meets Luna and like, obviously they're opposites and like, they're kind of meant to be a foil for one of each other, for one another in terms of like characterization. So it makes sense. But the way Hermione comes at Luna initially is rude as fuck. And it's like, you don't, just because you don't have the same kind of like belief system or because you, um, don't necessarily like agree with someone you don't you shouldn't immediately go to like being rude you know what i mean you're crazy you don't know anything what are you talking about right like Like, that's not really it's like you don't know her you don't know her life you don't know what she's been through but just like go back to you said earlier just the general trend of like okay if you're gonna be like a badass woman we're gonna code you as male basically and everything to be cool, like, okay, you're going to fight things and do everything aggressively, but you're never going to keep that femininity. And, like, there's a fine balance to be able to do both. Like, okay, I'm cool because of who I am as a character, not because I have to do all these masculine traits. And someone like Luna, for example, is awesome in a number of ways. Like, she's a great fighter. Like, she's one of the first people who actually does a corporate Patronus. Like, she's great with her magic, but she's never really put on that le- same level as Joe. And even Jenny, like, okay, we're supposed to like her because she's good at quitting, so obviously Harry has to like her. Even though we're not given any of that independent relationship as a character to build her. Say, oh, she's strong with things, like, she believes in this. Like, okay, she's feisty, she does one good spell, and that's it. It's like, well, we need a little bit more than that. Let's build. Don't have her eating pores all day. Dang, homie. The Jenny story. As Team Jenny, like, I feel outnumbered in Wizard Team. Like... I get oh, it, no, and I, I don't understand. Actually, have a problem with Jenny. I actually, I don't. I mean, you know, nobody likes movie Jenny. Nobody um, likes movie Jenny. Jenny. That's a whole separate. And I actually do like book Jenny. I just wish that they had set of up. Course. And I don't even mind Harry and Jenny getting together. I just wish they had set it up in a way. Right, I agree. Or exactly. she, sorry, I wish she had set it up in a way where it didn't feel like it came out of nowhere. I also wish that we had gotten more of Jenny. Like I feel like. Yeah, when I agree. she was necessary to the plot, she was all up and down the book, up all through the book, and then all of a sudden, she like barely shows up anymore. She's still eating porridge. <laughs> we get an update this chapter in, in the Great Hall. <laughs> we, we get do. an update this chapter, so she finally comes um, out. We'll be able to update our Jenny, ta- our Jimmy, Jenny location <laughs> tally. Because <laughs> my God, and I mean, I I really think that like. Jenny, on like a um, basic level, I feel like her characterization is cool. I just feel like it needed to be fleshed out more. And yeah, for sure. Like I said, my critique was about Jenny as a character. Yeah, I mean, I think we also just get this weird jump where we get her in her first year where she's like this terrified little girl, and then we get her in her fourth year where all of a sudden, oh, time's up. Um, all of a sudden, we get her in her fourth year where suddenly she's like, yeah, super popular and pretty. And it's like, well, we didn't get to see that that rise and we would because they're in the same house like literally like that's ron's sister ron would notice i feel like like how does he not notice until midway through his fifth year that makes very little sense like it just doesn't i yeah i don't I mean harry's over that house all summer Someone like right he would notice like she's always in a room she's writing right. letters I'm like you know how percy was he locked himself in his room writing letters to penelope she didn't have to be on that level but like <laughs> i told you i somebody feel like would notice a difference yeah, I don't. 
<laughs> Deborah and Portia are not here for Jenny. <laughs> Damn. My God. Deborah said, how did the she end up? How did she end up with the main character? She's a basic bitch. The, and Portia said that she's the living embodiment of pumpkin spice. <laughs> wow. Movie Jenny is absolutely the definition of pumpkin spice, but I don't agree that book Jenny is. Hopefully upon reread, it will be better. And there will be better feelings had by Portia and Deborah. But movie Jenny, absolutely <laughs> pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. That is just... It's really, it's well played. It's like really good shade. Especially because of like, like, it's perfect visual yeah. shade. It's perfect visual it shade. A little bit. Because, you know, all that ginger hair. Color of pumpkin. That's true. Pumpkin spices are orange. It's very true. I didn't even think of that. Um, okay, cool. So we are going to end on Pumpkin Spice Jenny Weasley. Um, <laughs> let's get into the chapter. We're on chapter 22, The Unexpected Task. So previously on Wizard Team, Ron is, is back to being friends with Harry again. Oh, he met his best friend. Um, That's cute. Yeah, they met each other. They're cool now. He's now trying to like suck up a lot just to like make up for that lost time, but it's cool. Um, we, this is go to move. You know, just soon as he's like, yeah, you're right. I fucked up. Okay, so you, everything you say from now on is correct, and, that, and not even correct. It's the best idea and thought you've ever had in your entire life. Um, that's how he makes up for his wrongdoing, which is it's fine. Um, so Hermione finds the kitchens and finds Dobby in the kitchens. And so she brings Harry and Ron down there to see him. Um, he's also brought Winky with him and they're both, we have both been recently employed by Dumbledore. Um, Dobby's getting paid, which is cool. Um, but Winky is, Winky is distraught still. Um, and is really worried about the Crouches. She, I mean, you know, it's it's foreshadowing in, in addition to her just, like, being distraught. But she keeps saying that, like, Mr. Crouch needs her um, and can't really, like, do anything without her. Um, which we will see why. Not in this chapter, unfortunately. Um, I think that's it. Oh, oh, and Nearly Headless Nick is still not a member of the Headless Hunt. And Jenny is still in the Great Hall <laughs> eating porridge for all. Uh, she gets approached while eating porridge, um, apparently, as we will see. Oh yeah, you right. Oh, there'll be an update. <laughs> next, next, next episode. We'll have an update. <laughs> um, okay, so let's let's get into chapter twenty-two. Potter Weasley, will you pay attention? Professor McGonagall's irritated voice cracked like a whip through the transfiguration class on Thursday, and Harry and Ron both jumped and looked up. It was the end of their lesson. They had finished their work. Um, the guinea fowl they'd, fowl they'd been changing into guinea pigs had been shut away in a large cage. Neville still had feathers. And they had Can copied... I just say, mm-hmm. maybe just because of the chapter we just read, but why are they working on live animals when transfiguration could clearly be done on dead ones? Because... Barty Cross turns his father to a, a bone, so it could just do dead animals and still have the same effects. I, I have questions. That's true. I'm wondering if I feel if like it has like... something to do with, like... No, I had a thought and then figured out it was still wrong. 
<laughs> because I was like, oh, because the movement of like I forget what what uh, when it was, but they were trying to transfigure what tortoise teacups into tortoises or tortoises into teacups, and it's like the movement adds challenge. But then I'm like, why are you out in the streets changing animals? Like you just gonna be out in Muggle London and disregarding the statute of secrecy obviously just like you see a dog and you're like "Ooh, i know what i can make that <laughs> i don't understand like could 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 they change blast and its scroots into something else that made them less dangerous Ooh, i wish i don't know please can they turn into bunny <laughs> so like great. it's a good question of like why does it have to be alive animal and it goes back to yeah. the question from deborah the says bonus the smell episode. Huh? Deborah said Deborah said the smell, which is valid, unless there's a that's, spell that's where you real. can just like. Cause we do not it all the smell thing. Yeah, we do it all the time in science class. It's like we dissect that's sharks true. and frogs and hearts, cow mm-hmm. hearts, and blah blah blah. And Peter has a problem with it, but at least we're not like wizards doing it on real animals. <laughs> Right, and they, like, I mean, then I wonder what, like, the harm you can do, right? Like, there's, I mean, I say that, and then I remember that Snape tried to poison uh, Trevor once, but, um, <laughs> yeah, fuck Snape. Um, but I do I do wonder if there's, like, if maybe it's just, like, it doesn't harm them, or then, but then it's, like, but if a kid fucks up, like, immensely, and all of a sudden there's guinea pig guinea pig like all over the room because they didn't know what they were doing Seamus in the movies is always you know, blowing Seamus stuff up so have blown up he blew up an animal or two and that's what I'm saying yeah it doesn't seem doesn't seem right seems like a problem hmm cause and it makes um, me think of so, yeah and it makes me think of what you guys were talking about in the bonus episode in terms of um experimenting on house elves and how I mean, if maybe animals ain't cutting it, ooh, come here. Next on the block. Yeah, it's like next in line, like if, like you're graduating from one level to another in order to replicate closer oh to what it would be for humans. Wizard PETA must be pissed. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they're right. less annoying, though. Because you Facts. can really, like... <laughs> Cause they could get some stuff done. They have some. They have some reason to be upset. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, so they copy down their homework. Um, describe with examples the ways in which transformation spells or transforming spells must be adapted when performing cross species switches. I would like to learn about that. I think that would be interesting. <laughs> Um, the, uh, the bell uh, was due to ring any moment and Harry and Ron were having a sword fight with a couple of Fred and George's fake wands. Um, and they both looked up Ron holding a tin parrot and Harry, a rubber haddock. Now that Potter and Weasley have been kind enough to act their age, said McGonagall, um, I have something to say to you all. The Yule ball is approaching a traditional part of the Triwizard tournament and an opportunity for us to socialize with our foreign guests. Now the ball will be open only to fourth years and above. Although you, you may invite you, uh, you may invite a younger student if you wish. Um, Lavender Brown let out a shrill giggle. Um, Parvati Patil nudged her hard in the ribs, her face working furiously as she too fought not to giggle. 
They both looked around at Harry, which is super not subtle. Yeah, pick up a clue, Harry. <laughs> right. The, see, okay, can we... I, we're not there yet, but just... Yes. Ron yeah. and Harry are like yeah. the... Not Ravenclaw's. Like, oh my God. <laughs> They're stressed. Like, Lavender and Pavardi aren't looking at them at the... Like, what? I'm... Okay. Um, <laughs> dress robes will be worn. I tell you from experience. They're real... They just... I didn't... I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, dress robes will be worn, said Professor McGonagall, and the ball will start at 8 o'clock on Christmas Day, finishing at midnight in the Great Hall. So it's the turn up. <laughs> Let's go. There, 14, we said that's a minute. It's Let's lit. Go. What? That's what I'm saying. Popping. Lavender giggled harder than ever with her hand pressed hard against her mouth to stifle the sound. Harry could see what was funny this time. Professor McGonagall with her hair in a tight bun looked as though she had never let her hair down in any sense. Oh, you know she has. Oh, you know she has. That's what I'm saying. McGonagall's been around. They over here Let laughing. Like, dance floor. That just ain't, that's just she not would. your business. She got to be professional around you. <laughs> You know when her and Dumbledore open up the the little the peppermint snaps, <laughs> they be eating <laughs> they be eating pepperims and the <laughs> they be chilling they be turning up Friday nights man. Is over to this She's like let the, the prefects handle handle uh, the parties that I know be happening. <laughs> you and I we got some exactly. Got some, please, who knows how often they leave the castle and be going to the bars over in Hogsmeade. <laughs> Right, they got hogs me right up the street. Like, that's what I'm saying. They don't know their life. They don't know her. Um, but that does not mean Hermione. Uh, I'm sorry. Wow, not Hermione. <laughs> McGonagall went on um, that we will be relaxing the standards of behavior we expect from Hogwarts students. I will be most seriously displeased if a Gryffindor student embarrasses the school in any way. Um, so the bell rings and everyone starts to leave. Professor McGonagall called um, Harry over to talk to talk to her real quick. Um, Potter, the champions and their partners. What partners? <laughs> said Harry. Her, <laughs> Professor McGonagall looked suspiciously at him as though she thought he was trying to be funny. Your partners for the Yule Ball. Which, one thing, like, why would she look suspicious when, like, they're just learning about the Yule Ball today? Harry is, for all intents and purposes, a muggle-born. Like, he don't know nothing about a Yule Ball. I don't have a head in, like, a hundred years. Like, how would he know? How would he know? He just found out this was a thing. All of a sudden, he's in it. Like, he... And McGonagall knows he he's don't... He's not a Ravenclaw, but he's he still questions. trying to catch but up. But McGonagall also knows that he don't got no date. <laughs> right. He wasn't even thinking about that. He was just like, okay, it's a she thing. She knows she has never seen him he with a girl. He thinking about going. He knows that she is... She is. He couldn't even... She knows he is. she has never seen him with a girl or, or anything. So give him a minute to catch up. Yeah, just a little bit. Except Hermione. Um... Which even he didn't think. Never mind. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> Your uh, partners for the Yule Ball, Potter. She said coldly. Your dance partners. Harry's inside seemed to curl up and shrivel. Dance partners. He felt himself going red. I don't dance. Oh yes, you do. <laughs> said Professor McGonagall irritably. That's what I'm telling you. Traditionally, the champions and their partners open the ball. Um, Harry had a sudden mental image of him in a top hat and tails. Accompanied by a girl in a sort of frilly dress, Opportunia always wore to Uncle Vernon's work parties. I'm not dancing, he said. It is traditional. You are Hogwarts champion, and you will do what is expected of you as representative of the school. So make sure to get yourself a partner, Potter. 
cold, man. She's like, girl, I told you, you gonna get a partner and you gonna dance. Don't tell me you don't dance. You dance. Make this happen. Like, you didn't ask for all this. Sure. (laughs) But But also, I'm not asking you. (laughs) No. You're going to do this. Right, that was not a request. Your name came out the goblet? This is what you're doing. This is a requirement. It's probably in the contract, the magical binding contract. This is one of the tasks, man. That's why it's the name, it's the name of the chapter. Um, <laughs> the game is the game, Harry. That's what I'm saying. You better get with it. Um, but I don't... You heard me, Potter, said Professor McGonagall in a very final sort of way. Um, a week ago, Harry would have said finding a partner for the dance would have been a cinch compared to taking on a Hungarian horntail. But now that he had done the latter and was facing the prospect of asking a girl to the ball, he thought he'd rather have another round with the dragon. Me too, to be honest. But that's for another reason. <laughs> it's mostly just because dragons are lit as fuck. Exactly. Dragons are the best. I am the dragon, breathe the fire. We could have been friends, made life a lot easier. I guess that's how Charlie you feels. Know, of all of us coming, I got my dragon, just chill. That's how Charlie feels. Perpetually yeah, single, he... spend all his time with dragons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the life, man. <laughs> it really is. Harry had never known so many people to put their names down to stay at Hogwarts for Christmas. Um, This year, everyone in the fourth year and above seemed to be staying, and they all seemed to Harry to be obsessed with with the coming ball, or at least all the girls were, and it was amazing how many girls Hogwarts suddenly seemed to hold. Is this, like, just the moment where, like... Puberty. Yeah. He, like, just suddenly realizes, he's like, oh... And I know some of it is, like, him being self-conscious and realizing, like, oh, now I really have to, like, do this thing. Also, I'm curious, like, I was going to say, what about, like, the, like, well, I guess there is no gay champion that we know of. That we know of. But I feel like Cedric Diggory and Roger Davies might have looked cute. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. In their dress robes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we don't probably, know how LGBT friendly Hogwarts was. Maybe they were, he was afraid they would have said something. Mutual so respect. Like, so they were like, mutual respect you go and with I'll go with Cho. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mutual respect and I kinship. mean, it applies <laughs> there too. Because, you know, they had they had four and Cho. They were like, you know what? We just go. We'll both be there. We'll see each other. <laughs> um, it up. It's true. That's what I'm saying. These head cannons man um <laughs> so, <laughs> i started it but still why do they have to move in packs harry asked ron as a dozen or so girls walked past them sniggering and staring at harry how are you supposed to get one on your own to ask them lasso one ron suggested got any idea who you're going to try so i'm and maybe this is just me because i'm an introvert and i don't really hang out with people <laughs> but like do girls generally hang out in groups of like in just packs like in groups of 12? I don't... 12 is a bit much. Never. Did I remember from middle school? <laughs> 12 is a bit much, but I feel like four. My friend group in high school was a group of four. Right. Like, I definitely... Yeah. Like, group of four. Okay. But also... Maybe it feels like 12 to him. Yeah. But also, I have... That seems like a lot of people. I have real-world feelings about trying to lasso one because of, obviously, because of street right. harassment. And I know this is not a street. It's a school... And so they kind of actually know it's each still, other, nope. but they're still. still it's oh, oh, don't worry, that that's coming. <laughs> that's coming, Tommy. Don't worry, because oh, it gets worse. It does. But it's it just like, ugh. 
This is why they travel in packs so you don't bother them. <laughs> and in this case, exactly. most of, some Literally. of them do want to be bothered, but they want you to make an effort. It's both don't bother me, but also if you're going to bother me, you're going to have to work for it. Come correct. Yeah. Yeah. And don't treat them like they're a different species. That as well. Like, they're not wolves. They, they're not horses. No, what, or, what do you or, or cows? cows that's what you lasso, that's what you I think. Lasso. I don't yeah. know. What do you lasso? Yeah, I think so. I don't uh, know, but yeah, it's just it's not good. Um, so Harry knew perfectly well who he whom, what wow whom, that's sorry. I know that's correct, but very yeah. yeah. So he he knew who he wanted to ask out. Um, was it Jenny? <laughs> no, Amani, it was not Jenny. <laughs> it was Cho Chang. Um, she was in a year older than he was and very pretty. And she was a very good Quidditch player. And she was also very popular. Ron seemed to know what was going on in Harry's head. Listen, you're not going to have any trouble. You're a champion. You've just beaten a Hungarian horntail. I bet they'll be queuing up to go with you. Um, which the, the funny thing is like, they already are like, you see all these girls giggling around you, Harry, like, and I get it. He only has eyes for Cho in this moment, but also it's not pay a little not, attention just a little just like yeah he he missed his chance a lot of all of this is him not shooting his shot 1994 um in a in tribute to their recently repaired friendship ron had kept the bitterness in his voice to a bare minimum um moreover to harry's amazement he turned out to be quite right a curly-haired third year third year hufflepuff girl to whom Harry had never spoken in his life, asked him to go to the ball with her that very next day. Harry was so taken aback, he'd said no before he'd even stopped to consider the matter. Um, she is a bold Hufflepuff. Rude. That's a bold... Right? She's not that even too. a fifth year. Well. She's a third year. She's not even in his year. 13. Woo. She said, Harry Potter, she had the, I'm about to go ask him right she now. She had the thirst. The mm-hmm. thirst was real in that She's Hufflepuff. She was just like, I'm ready. I appreciate Today is it. the day. Because that wouldn't have been me. <laughs> not me. She's a real one. I gotta not get I. It Definitely would not have been me. No shame <laughs> like, not only is he a Can't champion. Relate. Like, it's not even that he's a year above and that he's a champion. He's Harry Potter. So he's been he's unavailable all this time. Like, he's been on a pedestal all this time. And she's just like, I got it. It's me. Today. Let's go. And then poor girl got her heart kind of stomped on. Yeah. Yikes. It's unfortunate. He really could have taken a moment. Even if he right. like didn't even if he like really did not want to go her, he could have at least been like Just make it seem like just, you thought about yeah, it. Yeah, be like, you know, my bad. I actually can't. Or like, I don't really know you. So I just <laughs> What's your name again? <laughs> don't Right. It's not you, who, it's me. Who are you? <laughs> it's not you, it's the fact that I have no idea who you are. <laughs> I'm sorry. Next up, let's be friends. Maybe let's start not you because I don't know we'll you. See. Just some, just let let her down easy. Instead, he's just like, no, I, I will not. Yeah, I, literally, I don't know her. <laughs> exactly, like actually, no shade. I just don't know. I just don't know her. Um, so the girl walked off looking rather hurt, and Harry had to endure Dean, Seamus, and Ron's taunts about her all through history of magic. Um. The following day, two more girls asked a second year, which is, and to his horror, a fifth year who looked as though she might not come out if he refused. Which, like, why? Because, 
I mean, we don't know, like, what house she was in, but that just seems a little... It's a little extra. It's a little extra. The second year, though, that's kind of sweet, and, like, also, you're 12. I'm sorry. He's like a female Colin Creevy. Right. <laughs> she, well, well, I guess, I guess with the fifth year, we see why Ron, or Harry said no. Um, she was quite good looking, said Ron. Um, he, she was a foot taller than me. Imagine what I'd look like trying to dance with her. That's hilarious to um, me because of how short Daniel Radcliffe is in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, what the the height thing is kind of funny cuz it sounds bad coming from him, but I have a height I have a height thing too. It's, it's real, you know, everybody got find their preference. It's height height preferences, but also the way he says it sounds really like dismissive and kind of gross. <laughs> Deborah says that uh Dan, Daniel Radcliffe is a hobbit, which is true. <laughs> and he and Elijah Wood get mistaken for really quite a bit. Yeah, which is really funny. Um, okay, uh, Hermione's words about Crumb kept coming back to him. They only like him because he's famous. Harry doubted very much if any any of the girls who had asked to be his partner so far would have um, if he hadn't been school champion. And also if he hadn't have been Harry Potter. Right. Like Harry, it's a dance. I'm not asking to go out with you. It's a dance. Settle down. One dance. Go listen to some Drake. <laughs> Get yourself hyped up. Literally one dance. <laughs> It's so <laughs> <laughs> Puns are fun. Um, on the whole, <laughs> Harry had to admit that even with the embarrassing prospect of opening the ball before him, life had definitely improved um, since getting through the first task. He wasn't attracting as much unpleasantness anymore, um, which he suspected had a lot to do with Cedric, um, who he had the idea that he might have told the Hufflepuffs to leave Harry alone. Um, and gratitude for Harry's tip-off about the dragons. There seemed to be fewer support Cedric Diggory badges. Draco, of course, was still quoting Rita Skeeter's article, but he was getting fewer and fewer laughs out of it, which means he's probably going to stop very soon because he only does it for laughs because he's textbook bully. And just to heighten Harry's feeling of well-being, no story about Hagrid seemed or had appeared in the Daily Prophet. She didn't seem very interested in magical creatures, to tell you the truth, Hagrid said, uh, during their Care of Magical Creatures lesson. And to their great relief, uh, Hagrid had given up on direct contact with the Scroots, and they were merely sheltering behind his cabin today, sitting at a trestle table and preparing a fresh selection of food with which to, to tempt the Scroots. Just like, finally, Hagrid. <laughs> these kids are not supposed to be around these creatures. It took him half the year. It took him but some months. You're learning. My goodness. Um, she just wanted me to talk t- about you, Harry, said Hagrid. Well, I told her we'd been friends since I went to fetch you from the Dursleys. Never had to tell him off in four years, or no, never had to tell him off in four years, she said. Never played you up in lessons, has he? I told her no, and she didn't seem happy at all. You'd think she wanted me to tell you, to say you were horrible, Harry. Of course she did, said Harry. She can't keep writing about what a tragic little hero I am. It'll get boring. She wants a new angle, Hagrid, said Ron. You were supposed to say Hagrid, or Harry's a mad delinquent. But he's not, said Hagrid, looking genuinely shocked. Um, Hagrid, why do you need these kids to tell you this? I don't, like... You're like 80 years old. You should know this. Dude. (laughs) Basically. Like, I forget he's older than McGonagall. He's old, fuck. Aren't they around the same age? You should know these things. No, Hagrid is, um, because McGonagall came after the Chamber of Secrets was opened the first time. She got to, that's when she went to Hogwarts, like, after 
the first time. So, like, after Hagrid got expelled and everything. Really? He's, like, a good maybe 10 years older than her. Really? Yeah. I always assumed she was also 70. Huh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Huh. That's all Hagrid is just a... True. A, a, a young 70. I don't... <laughs> Wizard I don't ages are weird. Giants age slower, I guess? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Like, but he really has these 14-year-olds like, hey, Hagrid, this is how the world works. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, he's been in the wizarding world longer than they have. Longer than they've been a lot. I'm not But, like, also friends with Dumbledore. Like, he's been groundskeeper for all this time. And it's not like, if he were not under the, the direction of Albus Dumbledore, it'd be different. Because, sure, he's isolated. He spends most of his time up at Hogwarts. Probably doesn't travel a lot. But you are with Dumbledore. Who tells you stuff? Dumbledore tells you stuff he should not be telling you, considering how, you know, loops you, loose your lips get when you, they are lubricated. keeping secrets? <laughs> <clears throat> so, <laughs> it's just like, ugh, Hagrid. Come on, son. Come on, fam. It's, yeah, it's not, he needs, someone needs to tell, needs to tell him, somebody needs to help him out. It shouldn't be the kids, though. She should have interviewed Snape, said Harry grimly. He'd give her the goods on me any day. Potter has been crossing lines ever since he first arrived at this school. Yeah, she's terrified said of that, him. Did you? Well, said that, Haggard. <laughs> right. Of course you should interview the master of the school, guys. No, no, no. No, right. no, no, no. No, no, no. That's really, he yeah. Would, if, if, if Snape had really thought about what he could do to Harry, he would have totally done this interview. But I'm pretty sure she approached him, and he gave her a look that, like, melted her quill... And she was just like, oh, never mind. I'm going to just go in the other direction. Thanks. I have something to like, do right quick. That's true. Especially because she probably didn't come at him like, isn't Harry a terrible person? Right. She probably came at him like, right. she, I want to interview you about Harry Potter. And Sam was like, motherfucker, what? Who? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Right. For what What's reason? Harry Potter? And then, like, now that he knows, now that Snape knows that, oh, she's going to be writing trash pieces about Harry, he's probably up for it, but she's so scared to go back. Exactly. And he can't go back to her after no, that. No, absolutely not. So, it's just, it's they late. just kind of, it's like a misconnection. <laughs> because they'd be great <laughs> friends. They would be great friends. Because she wouldn't even have to embellish his quotes. He would just be like, he's just nope. like his father, entitled, and blah, blah, blah. And she'd be like, ooh, excellent. And she wouldn't have to do anything. Like, I didn't even ask you about that, but thank you. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, tell me more about his deadbeat father who didn't have a job. Like, if, if Rita knew that she could go to the Dursley's house and get Vernon quotes, she definitely Man. would. Man. <laughs> Man. Be like, and tell me all about I it. I think of that. I, I never had before until just this, this very yeah. moment. But, like, Beetle... If Beetle, oh man, if Beetle Rita was a little fly on the wall at the Dursley's house, she'd have enough <laughs> material for like 70 books. She would have so much material. She would explode from how much material she was getting. She would just like die. She would turn into George R. R. Martin and just be like <laughs> caught up in all of the stuff that she had. She couldn't write it. It would be a wrap. 
That's what we should do. Ooh, we should send her. Yeah, it's kind of like like I forget where I'm getting this from, but it's kind of it happens in all sorts of stories and fiction. But like when there's like a, a creature that you need to defeat, but it it eats everything, and then you kind of like destroy it by feeding it too much. That would be Rita. <laughs> Just feed it till it explodes. Yeah, <laughs> that would be Rita. New I get it. That would yeah, that would be Rita at the Dursleys for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be a rap on her. It's a good plan. We should do this. I mean, slash Hermione should do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta travel back in time to 1994. Man, if only. Said that, did he? Said said Hagrid. Um, well, you might have been a, f- a few rules, Harry, but you're all right. Aren't sorry, but you're all right, really, aren't you? Cheers, Hagrid. Said Harry. <laughs> um, you come into this ball thing on Christmas Day, Hagrid. Thought I might look in, in on it. Yeah, said Hagrid. Should be a good do, I reckon. You'll be open in the dance, won't you, Harry? Who are you taking? No one yet, said Harry, feeling himself go red again. Um, Hagrid didn't pursue the subject. Because sometimes, randomly, he somehow has, like, good instinct when talking to... I don't... Sometimes no. I don't understand the... No. You know... He goes from being no, like... No, this wasn't good instincts. The, no, no, no. This wasn't good instincts. This was Hagrid not wanting the question this back is on himself. About him not asking out Madden Xine yet. No, I think it's not even that. I think he didn't ask. I think he just doesn't want the kids to ask him in return. So he's just like, oh, and we're gonna change the subject. <laughs> That's true. They did see him with him trying to like comb his hair. Harry did go on his first first date with her <laughs> as well. Awkward. Yeah. He's a fourteen year old chaperone. It's cool. But Hagrid needs it, though. Why is Hagrid the one who needs it? He does. True. It's very true. It's sad. (laughs) Hashtag sad. Man. Um, So the last week of term became increasingly boisterous as it progressed. Um, Rumors about the Yule Ball were flying everywhere, though Harry didn't believe half of them. For instance, that Dumbledore had bought 800 barrels of mold mead from Madame Rosmerta, which, yeah, doesn't make sense because kids aren't supposed to drink that. (laughs) Well, that's all for so the staff. Yeah. Get the kids. 800 barrels just for the staff. <laughs> I mean, you know. Actually, that, the after party, that could though. have been true. And just all the kids were like, nah, yeah. that's not true. It's not for us. We never saw it. And then it's in the back, guys. 50 Hogwarts professors, <laughs> Karkaroff and Maxime. But also, there's no way. Turned. But also, there's no way. Like, we just never see any of the chaperones, but there's no way there were that many students from Bobatons and and Durmstrang, and there's only one headmaster? No. There's only one teacher? I refuse to believe that. That's like Dumbledore taking two houses worth of students to, to another country and being the only one left with all those children? That's not how chaperones work. That's and true. I know that the Wizarding World, I mean... And then to teach all of them? Right. I mean, I guess they share classes, but they don't share any of Harry's classes. Well, I guess they're... No, well, no, they're, they're, they take, they're, no, they're not. I think they take the classes in there. I think they just chill in the in their, like, places, in the, like, carriage and the... Well, no, I... And the ship until, like, meal times. Well, I think they might... Well, hmm. No, because they bunk with some of the students, don't they? I think some of the students share... I think... Don't some of the students share their dorm rooms with them? Uh-uh. That was just a suggestion that Ron had. He wanted to sleep on the floor. Right. Right. But also, I guess we wouldn't know anyway because all of the students are older than Harry. Because he's illegal. 
He's an illegal champion. So they'd all be sharing seventh year classes anyway. So it doesn't matter. Right. They'd be sharing them with like Fred and, and George. And, uh, I mean, and Cedric. Who's in the seventh year Cedric. now? Cedric. I forget the Griffin George seventh years in this book. I don't think there are. I mean, there. I mean, there are seventh year Gryffindors. I just don't think there are any that are like Nate. characters. Because Wood's gone, Percy's gone. Um, who matters really? That's true. <laughs> Until we get to the twins. Because I feel like even the um, the Quidditch girls are all sixth year. They're all in the sixth yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. No. Wait. Oh yeah. 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 Except Katie, who's like a fifth year. Right. I think. Right. Right. So it seemed to be fact, however, that Hagrid, I mean Hagrid, that Dumbledore had booked the Weird Sisters. Exactly who or what the Weird Sisters were, Harry didn't know, never having had access to the wizard's wireless. But he deduced that from the wild excitement of those who had grown up listening to the WWN, the Wizarding Wireless Network, that they were a very famous musical group. Just showing the seats for Potter Watch the Wizarding Network. It's true. It's very true. Shout out to Lee Jordan. I wish he was around a little bit more. Um, Shout out to my boy Lee. So, <laughs> I, spent a lot, I spent a lot of time in his head when I wrote my Hogwarts BSU story that you guys should check out on the uh, on the website. <laughs> Just gonna you plug that it in out there. And also write one and send it to me. Smooth. Send all the things. Um, some of the teachers, like Professor Flitwick, gave up trying to teach them when their minds were clearly elsewhere, so he allowed them to play games in his lesson on Wednesday and spent most of it talking to Harry about the perfect summoning charm Harry had used during the first half of the Triwizard Tournament. So he was like, really, he just wanted the fanboy? He was like, I don't really care about teaching y'all. I just want to talk to Harry. So you can do whatever He's you in want. my class. He learned that from me. So <laughs> exactly. I should get credit for that. Really. Shout out to Flitwick. Shout um, out to Flitwick. Nothing would deflect Professor Binns, for example, from plowing on through his notes on goblin rebe- rebellions. Um, as Binns hadn't let his own death stand in the way of continuing to teach, they supposed a small thing like Christmas wasn't going to put him off. Um, it was amazing how he could make even bloody and vicious goblin riots sound as boring as Percy's Cauldron Bottom Report. Which is Who just is in that turn of goblins? I need to know that. That is things. a good question. And we would know if Benz wasn't such a horrible teacher. Well, not to go an unhappy place, but there's a reason you <laughs> diminish education and you don't teach people history because you don't want to know and question these things in society. I'm just saying. Not like anything real world would be similar to that happening it's right facts. now. But it's I'm just facts. saying. It's facts. Oh, man. Too many... I mean, some bars. of the student, some of the students in Benz's classes, if he had been a better teacher might have chosen the side of the light during the war if Benz had just been a better professor. Do we know when he started? Nope. We don't know how long he's been a ghost. Because I'm also wondering, like, at some point he was a human. Like, so when Dumbledore right. was a was learning, like, is Benz one of, like, is Benz Dumbledore's old teacher? Because the, and I'm really the reason I ask is because going off of Amani's point is that history is one of the most important classes because obviously when you don't know your history, you don't know where you're going. Plus also history is doomed to repeat itself, especially if you don't know 
what you're trying to avoid. So if Bince has been a professor all this time, and he's been teaching very valuable lessons about rebellion and war and conflict, but has not been teaching it in a way that is constructive or entertaining, aka no one's been listening to it, um, might explain why so many people were on the wrong side of history. Because they didn't know it. Because Binz was a terrible professor. Bam, Binz is now benched. I just decided. <laughs> I just decided that Binz is benched. Because every, I've made my literally decision. all of both Wizarding World Wars are now his fault in my head. Because he's such a terrible teacher that... The Death Eaters, Voldemort, all, of all Bins. All of the above. Every, all of the above. Yep. Because, because also, too, yep. the one person who was listening was probably Tom Riddle, and he took the wrong <laughs> lessons. <laughs> he took the opposite <laughs> lesson. He was like, ooh, this is a great That's way to, to, to start a war and to, to, have, to squash a rebellion. And no one else was listening, so he's the only one who got anything out of it. I've decided. Bins is benched. These goblins were obviously the wrong way to be put in their place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, McGonagall and Moody also kept them working, um, and Snape, of course, would no sooner let them play games in class than adopt them. <laughs> Staring nastily around at them all, he informed them that he would be testing them on poison antidotes during the last lesson of the term. Um, yeah, I think I, I, when I first read this, I was like, does this really mean this is, he's finally going to poison them? But then I think it's actually just like a regular test, which is still like... Why? It's, it's Snape. Christmas. This is yeah, rude. It's Snape. There's a curve. I know. Yeah. Um, evil he is, said Ron, springing a test on us on the last day, ruining the last bit of term with a whole load of studying. Mm, you don't exactly, you're not exactly straining yourself, though, are you, said Hermione. Um, Ron was busy building a card castle out of his expo- exploding snap pack. It's Christmas, Hermione, said Harry lazily. Um, Hermione looks severely over at him, too. I'd have thought you'd be doing something constructive, Harry, even if you don't want to learn your antidotes. Like what, said Harry? That egg. Come on, Hermione. I've got until February the 21st. 24th, my bad. Um, so this is just the start of some really impressive procrastination. (laughs) Um, also... If Hermione's name would have come out the Goblet of Fire, she would have won. She would have won three chapters ago. She would have been prepared. She would have won three chapters ago, and they didn't even have all the tasks yet. Like, <laughs> exactly. She would have been prepared for She would have finished the maze as they were building it. <laughs> exactly. Got to the cup. Like, oh, we didn't start yet? Well, Mine looks now. like I won. <laughs> Give me my prize money. Thanks. Um, but I also really enjoyed exactly. this scene because... I like them. I like them chillaxing. I like to see them chillaxing in the common room. I mean, we see it. We get to see it. Start to get to see it more and more as the books get longer and there are more times for pause. And Joe kind of stops skipping over a lot of like. And then Christmas became Easter. Um, <laughs> all of a sudden, it's three months later. Um, so as the books get, as the books get longer, she spends more time with them. In the common room, not just doing homework, but also just like, I like the picture of Harry just like lazily reading his book and, you know, probably his legs over the armrest and and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It's This must be the normal that they, they speak of. Yes, absolutely. 
We don't see it very often, but I think because this is the normal. Partially because she skips over and it goes, Christmas became Easter. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, and here's the next dangerous thing. So um, then all of a sudden it's the end of term. You're like, well, wait a minute. What happened? Suddenly. We just got here. Suddenly Ginny's petrified or Hermione's petrified. And then suddenly it's a year later. <laughs> like, well, you missed all of that. Uh, he had put the golden egg upstairs in his trunk and hadn't opened it since the celebration party after the first task. Um, but it might take weeks to work out, said Hermione. You're going to look like a real idiot if everyone else knows what the next task is and you don't. Leave him alone, Hermione. He's, ha- he's earned a bit of a break, said Ron. Um, and he placed the last two cards on top of the castle and the whole lot blew up, singeing his eyebrows. Nice look, Ron. Go well, go well with your dress robes, that will. It was Fred and George. Ron, can we borrow Pigwidgeon? No, he's off delivering a letter. Why? Because George wants to invite him to the ball, said, Ro- said Fred sarcastically. Because we want to sit up, send a letter, you stupid great prat, said George. Who do you two keep writing to, eh? Nose out, Ron, or I'll burn that for you too. So, you lot and got dates for the ball yet? Fred's the rude one. Sorry to cut you off. I'm just saying, that's why Portia says Fred's the cruel one. Like, let's go from this joking around to, I'm going to threaten to burn your other eyebrow off. I don't know, man. That's a bit much. One time I threatened my sister with a butter knife. It was all fun games. I didn't actually like, do anything. Again, questions. Just don't let that sit in the air by itself. <laughs> it's actually a really funny story, but I don't want to tell it right now because it's going to be a long tangent. The statue of limitations hasn't passed. Is that why you can't say anything? Oh no, I totally can. It's it's just gonna it's gonna be a while. But it, but ask me later. It's a funny story, in my opinion. I think it's hilarious. Um. <laughs> I just feel you know it's older sibling privileges sometimes you just do like dumb stuff that's like you forget about it too like I forgot for a while that it was a thing that happened and it wasn't just me it was my brother as well and like but the icky forget is the question no which is why it's funny because then she'll bring it up and like this time you did this and you're like I did do that didn't I <laughs> that's fucked up <laughs> and then you move on with your life because it's funny all the perspective. She's all right. She cool. Um, she's okay. Alive? Yeah, she chilling. I feel like she's a better person for it. It's a character building moment for her. I think so. I think so. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So you got you lot got dates for the ball yet? Nope. Said Ron. Well, you better hurry up, or all the good ones will be gone. Who are you going with then? Said Ron. Angelina said Fred. What? You asked her? Good point. Oi, Angelina. <laughs> Angelina, who had been chatting with Alicia Spinnett near the fire, looked over at him. What? She called back. Want to go to the ball with me? Angelina gave Fred an appraising sort of look. All right, then, she said. And she turned back to Alicia and carried on chatting with a bit, with a bit of a grin on her face. There you go, said Fred. Piece of cake. Which, I'm like, that's really... Um, that was really easy for him. You got game like that. Just he gotta does. Be He's just like, hey, you trying to go out? Cool, for sure. Also, who did George come with? That's, That's a good question. We I, don't think they ever, I don't think they ever tell us. Did I feel like Robin had like this really like involved headcanon where like all three of them liked Angelina, and then for, I think she said this like during our Black History Month thing last year. <laughs> she was like, Fred asked about, it, but. Lee wanted to do it, but then it was too late. And then when 
events occurred, and then George and Angelina started dating, and Lee still couldn't, uh... Yeah, that would be bad taste. Oh, and then Portia also said the same thing. <laughs> Did Fred, George, and Lee all have crushes on Angelina? I mean, I think it's possible. Angelina's a bad one. You know what I'm saying? I mean, black girl magic, who are you going to go against? She, keep, she keeps her hair on fleek at all times. Always popping. That sleek, easy potion guy looking good. Always. Actually, I had this headcan. Uh, she's she's rocking the natural that year. I was like, I can't turn that down. You said that she what? She's going on her natural hair journey. She's like, you know what? I can't turn this down right now. She's, she's at her peak right now. Let's mm-hmm. go. Let's do it. It's true. I mean, That's you already know she's going to have, about. like... Her her hairstyle during the Yule Ball is about to be on, like, just popping. She's going to have a little, a little pompadour, a little, little bun. She's going to figure it out. Like, you know all the braid styles and, like, Solange's videos? Yeah, she's going to choose one of those. Put some beads in her hair. She'll be cute. I mean, we all know the Knowles sisters have close ties to the Wizarding World, so we'd be surprised. It's very true. It's very true. Both of them. Um, oh, fun. We're going to get to some awesome things. Um, so there you go, said Fred to Harry and Ron. Piece of cake. Um, he got to his feet yawning and said, we better use a school owl then, George. Come on. They left. Ron stopped feeling his eyebrows and looked across at the smoldering wreck. Look, looked across, um, at Harry. We should get a move on, you know, ask someone. He's right. We don't want to end up with a pair of trolls. Just like, awesome. Mm. Yay, sexism. Like, really? This is great. <laughs> this is all we wanted. <laughs> what we're looking for. And you wonder um, why you can't find a date. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Ron is like, really not a person that I would want to, but the, it's fine. The emotional um, range of a teaspoon. Precisely. Um, a pair of, oh, so Hermione let out a sputter of indignation. A pair of what? Excuse me? Well, you know, said Ron, I'd rather go alone than with, with Eloise Midgen, say. <laughs> her acne's loads better lately, and she's really nice. Her nose is off-center, said Ron. Oh, I see, Hermione said, bristling. So basically, you're going to take the best-looking girl who'll have you, even if she's a com- even if she's completely horrible? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right, said Ron. I'm going to bed, Hermione snapped, and she swept off to the girl's st- staircase without another word. Um, and this is what he says, why do I like this boy? <laughs> right, and I think also, like, I'm sure she's pissed because neither of them thought to ask her. Right. Like, that's the... E- like, oh, Fred, I'm not good looking enough for you. Okay. The, half the reason that it was so easy for Fred to, like, ask Angelina out was because they're homies. Right. It's simple. Right. Like, hey, that, that's why he was able to just call across the room. Like, hey, yo, what's up? Hey, homie, <laughs> we gonna go to the ball together? For sure. And keep it moving. Ron literally could have just been like, hey, Hermione, we should just go to the ball together. There'd be a little, like, awkward blushing and shit, but, like, it would be very simple. But also, she literally has had her teeth smaller, and they still haven't noticed that she's a girl. They haven't noticed. They don't notice anything about her, fam. She literally is just like, her hair, okay, hold up. Which is I racism, s- My teeth are smaller. You yeah. haven't even said anything about that. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. On top of them just being, especially Ron, just being, like, a sexist pig. <laughs> like, on top of that, you also just ha- don't even notice that I'm, like, okay, fine. Rude. Bet. 
That's why I'm gonna go get a Quidditch bag. Literally the moment she was just like, it's a wrap. Okay. Crumb, you've been like circling me for all these months. I got you, fam. Let's go. Exactly. Let's do this. I took you down three times already, but right now, let's go. Let's go. Um... So the Hogwarts staff, demonstrating a continued desire to impress the visitors from Bobatons and Durmstrang, seemed determined to show the castle at its best um, this Christmas. There were everlasting icicles on the banisters. Uh, the usual 12 Christmas trees were bedecked with everything from luminous holly berries to real hooting golden owls. And the suits of armor had all been bewitched to seeing carols whenever anyone passed them. It was quite something to hear O Come All Ye Faithful sung by an empty helmet that only knew half the words. <laughs> so how do you how do you charm something and then it doesn't know to sing a song that it doesn't know the words to? You can't like make it know the song. I don't get Whoever it. Whoever did the spell only knew half the words. It's like, uh, we'll just make it home the rest of it. I no one I'm very confused. Yeah, I guess so. Several times, Filch, the caretaker, had to extract Peeves from inside the armor, where he had taken to, uh, to hiding, filling in the gaps in the song lyrics with lyrics. So- uh, sorry, filling in the gaps in the songs with lyrics of his own invention, all of which were very rude. Um, <laughs> I, really, I love Peeves. I'm sure I would hate him if I went to Hogwarts, but I fuck with Peeves. And still, Harry hadn't asked Cho to the ball. He and Ron were getting very nervous now, though as Harry pointed out, Ron would look much less stupid than he would without a partner. Harry was supposed to start the dancing with the other champions. I suppose there's always Moaning Myrtle, he said gloomily. <laughs> Who would take up that invitation in a heartbeat? Yes, she Man, would. Go ask Myrtle. She'd be like, a me? A ball? She probably with, flood the, the second with... girl's uh, the, the bathroom again, just tears of joy. I don't know how she would change clothes. I don't know how how uh, she ghost come as you are. Clothing works, but nope, come as you are. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, do they have ghost formal wear? Right. I mean, they Sir Nicholas didn't. didn't uh, Sir Nicholas I know, has he didn't his change his rough. Yeah. Yeah. They got. They have something. He should find something. Figure something out. Yeah. The the gray lady might help her out. Give her a ball gown or two. Yeah. You know? She'll make it work. Yeah. Now I really want him to take Myrtle. And I know he doesn't, but I really want him to take Myrtle. Somebody write that fanfic. Please. Um, and don't have her be, like, oddly pedophilic like the Myrtle in the... Yeah, that was... I cannot believe that that actress was, was 35. Funny. I still cannot. I cannot. And she's supposed to be, like, 12, right? 13, was, I think. And then, yeah. And then Doctor Who and... Yeah, we didn't talk about that episode. Let's Sorry. I know, but it just doesn't just help. <sighs> it all goes together. It just all goes together. It does. It makes it worse. It does make it worse. Yeah. Um, Harry, you've just got to grit our teeth and do it, said Ron, on Friday morning in a tone that suggested they were planning uh, the storming of an impregnable fortress. When we get back to the common room tonight, we'll both have partners. Agreed? Uh, okay, said Harry. Um, but every time he clipped, he glimpsed Cho that day, um, she was surrounded by friends. Didn't she ever go anywhere alone? Could he perhaps ambush her? No. Ambush, really. No. Um, as she was going to the bathroom? Ambush but her no. as she's going to the bathroom. <laughs> like, that sounds and like he wonders why they travel in packs. One, and then it was like, she seemed to go there with an escort of four or five girls. Literally the reason. <laughs> Literally the reason why. Right, like, 
and then like patriarchy aside, you remember that that thing that happened two years ago? <laughs> two girls were that happened from to the be bathroom. in a girl's bathroom. People yep. were being were being petrified, and someone almost died. Yeah, well, there's a literal ghost there still for fifty years because she, she died literally died from that because she went to the bathroom on her own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mean, even ever make that connection, but you yeah. Know, it's, they have it's understandable. to go in packs to the bathroom. Especially at Hogwarts. <laughs> like, Especially if nowhere else. Would like to ambush you. That's what I'm saying. Um, he found it hard to concentrate on Snape's potions test and subsequently, or consequently, sorry, be, um, forgot to answer the key ingredient, um, a bezoar, meaning he received uh-huh. bottom marks. Mm-hmm. Yes, you were right. Uh-huh. It's a two, three years, Great. two years later. Um, he didn't care, though. He was too busy screwing up the courage for what he was about to do. Um, I'll meet you at dinner. He just seen, he just have to ask Cho for a private word. That was all. Um, so he hurried off and found her, um, leaving the Defense Against the Dark Arts lesson. Uh, Cho, could I have a word, word with you? Giggling should be made illegal, he thought furiously. As all the girls around Cho started doing it. She didn't, though, she said, okay, and followed him out of earshot to, of, of her classmates. Um, so they went into an empty classroom, I feel like. Yes. Um... So he starts, he tries to ask her, he says, Wongo ball with me, because. (laughs) Words are hard, guys. Words are hard. Words are hard. That's why. Um, (laughs) Sorry, said Cho. Do you, do you want to go to the ball with me? He said, why did he have to go red now? Why? Oh, said Cho. And she went red too. Oh, Harry, I'm really sorry. And she truly looked it. I've already said I'll go with someone else. Oh, said Harry. It was odd. A moment before, his insides had been writhing like snakes, and suddenly he didn't seem to have any insides at all. Okay, he said. No problem. I'm really sorry, she said again. That's okay, said Harry. They stood there looking at each other, and then Cho said, well, yeah, said Harry. Well, bye, Um, she said, still very red, and she walked away. Harry called after her before he could stop himself. Who are you going with? Oh, Cedric, she said. Cedric Diggory. Oh, right. Um, his insides came back again. It felt as though they'd been filled with lead in their absence. Um, so he, instead of going to dinner, goes back to Gryffindor Tower. Cho's voice echoing in his ears with every step. He took Cedric, Cedric Diggory. He had been starting to quite like Cedric, prepared to overlook the fact that he had once beaten him in Quidditch and was handsome and popular and nearly everyone's favorite champion. Now, suddenly, he realized Cedric was, in fact, a useless pretty boy who didn't have any brains to fill an egg cup. Which seems like a, a leap, that just because es- you didn't shoot your shot in time. That escalated quickly. No, that's real. That's real. When someone else goes out with the girl you like in class, they, they become the worst person in the world. That's real. <laughs> well, I had a crush on Mariah Carey when I was... I legit hated Derek Jr. for like five years after that. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> That's I thought you were going to go with a real life like middle school example, but no, you went with a person that He's you had no child with Gary. at all. Okay? <laughs> sure. It's straight there. Gotcha. I'm trying to think <laughs> if there are any celebrities that I hated because they dated a celebrity I liked. I don't But remember. they never last long, know. so it's like, eh. That's the other thing. And like And you also, didn't have a shot anyway. They yeah. Don't know me. Yeah. That's not the point. He's 14. You think you have a show with everybody you like. <laughs> That's true. 
And I mean, Harry technically does. I just, also, I just feel like yeah. I just feel like Harry could have could have if he if he had asked probably like two weeks late before like when right. when McGonagall first said if something. He procrastinate. Yeah, it's a chapter about he, procrastination. Cho would have said yes. Cedric wouldn't have got there, got to her in time, and it would be a, a different situation. But he fucked up. That's on you, Harry. It, yeah. So he goes into the common room. Um, and looks around, and to his surprise, he saw Ron sitting ashen-faced in a distant corner. Jenny was sitting with him, talking <gasps> to him what seemed to be a low, soothing voice. Hey, Jenny, what you been up to? Hey, girl. You finally came up from breakfast? How was the porridge? Same breakfast for, like, three chapters. Man. So now she's comforting Ron. Um, what's up, Ron? Ron looked up at Harry with a sort of blind horror on his face. Why did I do it? I don't know what made me do it. What? He uh, just asked Fleur Delacour to go to the ball with him, said Jenny. She looked as though she were fighting back a smile, but she kept patting Ron's arm sympathetically. That's me. Yep. That's, that's My right. brother had done some dumb shit like that. I've been like, it's going to be all right. And then like laughing with my, the rest of, yeah, with everyone else. Yeah. yeah I'm laughing right. your face, but I still say you'd be okay. I'm like, you, you'd be cool. You're all right. It's okay. Um, you what? Said Harry. I don't know what made me do it. What was I playing at? There were people all around. I've gone mad. Everyone watching. I was just walking past her in the entrance hall. She was standing there talking to Diggory, and it sort of came over me, and I asked her. Ron moaned and put his face in his hands. He kept talking as though the words were, though the words were barely indistinguishable. She looked at me like I was a sea slug or something. Didn't even answer. And then, I don't know, I just sort of came to my senses and ran for it. <laughs> She's part Vila, said Harry. You were right. Her grandmother was one. It wasn't your fault. I bet you just walked past when she was turning on the old charm for Diggory and got a blast of it. Um, which I don't know if that's awesome. how that works. More sexism. Right. I don't know if that's how like, that How is this poor fault that she got accosted in the middle of the entrance hall? It could just be talking as champions. No, she didn't turn the charm on for her. Like, no, Ron, you just don't have any impulse control and you need to work on that as a person. <laughs> You can't just be yelling at people in the middle of the call. The fuck? Who does that? Ron. Ron Weasley does. Ron and Randall third year Hufflepuffs. It's it wasn't your fault here, or Ron. It was hers. She just, you know, she's just a woman and so you couldn't control yourself. This is just textbook. These females, man, you don't you can't be trusting them. That's what I'm saying, man. Where's Ernie at when you need him? Or rather, when you don't need him. Um so Ron looked up. I, I oh no! First he said, um, "But she's wasting her time. He's going with Cho, Ch- Cho Chang." Um, Ron looked up. I asked her to go with me just now, and she told me. Jenny had suddenly stopped smiling. Hey Harry, mm. you know what you could do? A perfectly capable. I mean, just, female, just in right this there, moment, this, you know, this, a, a, a could, woman you're friends with who's right there. Maybe hey. Yeah. I mean, what's up with you? But Look at that. That could be perfect setup. Too late, though. Everything. Too late, though. You know? Establishing it's character too late, but it didn't have to be. It really could have been the moment. No, it's it like couldn't have. She made like other choices. Stopping no, it couldn't have. You know? He didn't. No, he couldn't have because, as she says, next page, she already chose Neville. What I'm saying is, is that Joe didn't have to write that. Instead, she could have used this as an opportunity. Uh-huh. She didn't take that opportunity. Uh-huh. She made Even though I sound like Jimmy and Neville better as a couple, 
But still, if she's gonna do that, this is where you start to set things up. So I'm saying, if you want, if this, if this is what you're going for, this is the moment. It's just, it's right here. Mm. Page 399. Damn, we're on 399. Almost 394. My God. Oh, we passed 394 and we didn't say anything. Aw. That's sad. Can't hit that in somehow. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Figure it out. <coughs> Turn Maybe to not, page though. 394. That might take a while. <laughs> this is mad, said Ron. We're the only ones left who haven't got anyone. Well, except Neville. Hey, guess who we are? Hermione. That's what I'm saying. And then the the funny thing is he's trying to shade him. But then, um, what, said Harry? Yeah, I know, said Ron. He told me after potions. Said she's always been really nice, helping him out with work and stuff, but she told him she was already going with someone. Ha, as if. She just didn't want to go with Neville. I mean, who would? Rude. Don't Ronald Weasley. Ron is like pretty, he's just in rare form right now. Maybe not so rare, but like, it's pretty, pretty bad. Um, and then Hermione climbed into the portrait hole. Why aren't you two at dinner? She said, because, oh, shut up laughing, you two. Um, because they've both just been turned down by girls they asked to the ball, said, said Jenny. Which, which shut Harry and Ron up, which <laughs> they really needed. Um, Thanks a bunch, Jenny, said Ron sourly. All those good-looking ones taken, Ron, said Hermione. Eloise Midgen's starting to look quite pretty now, is she? Well, I'm sure you'll find someone somewhere who'll have you. <laughs> but Ron was staring at Hermione as though suddenly seeing her in a whole new light. Hermione, Neville's right. You are a girl. Oh, well-spotted, she said acidly. Well, you can come with one of us. No, I can't. Oh, come on. We need partners. We're going to look really stupid if we haven't gotten any. Everyone else has. Um, so that's the thing is, like, he isn't really thinking of her when he does. He's just like, you don't want us to look stupid, right? It's all, like, it's all about him. Yep. Right. Help me, Hermione. Exactly. Like, you know, you'd rather just be, like, you don't have anybody. Just come with us. Like, no. It's not how that works. Um, I can't come with you, said Hermione, because I'm already going with someone. No, you're not said Ron. You just said that to get rid of Neville. Oh, oh. did I? He just mansplained like, her. He's, he's just digging a hole. He's He doesn't even realize his foot is all the way in his mouth. He just mansplained her own now. date. He just mansplained oh, her yeah. emotions. What? That's exactly what happened. It's literally what happened. Oh, did I, said Hermione. Just because it's taking you three years to notice, Ron, doesn't mean no one else has spotted I'm a girl. Ron stared at her, then he grinned again. Okay, okay, we know you're a girl. That do? Will you come now? I've already told you, Hermione said very angrily. I'm going with someone else. And she stormed off toward the girl's dormitory again. She's lying, said Ron flatly. She's not, said Jenny quietly. Who is it then? I'm not telling. It's her business. Which is, so this is like the moments, right, where like I feel like Jenny should just be around more. If we're going to set all these things up. But also, it's it's showing us that, like, Hermione and Ginny have had an entire conversation about this. Because Ginny already knows who she's going with. And so it's, like, those just so many missing moments of, like, okay, we could have, like, had a... I don't know. They kind of are in the same scene, but don't actually talk to each other, but had already spoken to each other. It's, like, a weird... Like, way to write them being friends, where it's just like, oh, look, oh, we've already had a conversation, and Hermione clearly felt comfortable enough 
to tell Ginny because we she her best friends are boys so it's like she would need like a girl somewhere to like talk to but we never really it's never really properly established that like she actually does trust Ginny because just with the same amount of like we don't see her with Ginny we don't see her with Lavender and Pavardi and we kind of get that she doesn't really like them or really feel comfortable around them but she could technically feel that same way around Ginny but here it's like oh look no they're friends Okay, but they were literally in the same scene and didn't talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold up. Yeah. I know that Harry is the point of view character, but does this entire, like, even forgiving for Harry, this series does not pass the Bechdel test, does it? <laughs> even if we. No. Even if we, like, forgave no. Harry for being in a scene between two girls. I think they still don't pass any of the other qualities. Like, even if we took Harry out of the conversation. Wow. It would be easy if you know, had, if you had like, a women Quidditch captain and other women who were around her in her dorm talking about Quidditch, which they all play. Something easy like that, but no, we don't get that at all. Angelina passes mm. the Bechdel test. If only she was able to talk to. You know? You know? It'd be nice. The whole side, other half of the dorm room. Maybe just give us a chapter. But no. Right, said Ron. This is getting stupid. Jenny, you can go with Harry, and I'll just... Which is like, you can't... Ron, you have to ask people. You can't just be like... You... So this is what we're going to do, Jenny. Because I'm your brother. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I'm going to say. This is the this is the law of the land. You're gonna go with my best friend so that he doesn't look like an idiot, and then I'm gonna find somebody else. And Jenny's like, mm, actually, that's what's not it's not gonna happen. Um, she says I can't, and she went Scarlet too. Low key though, like she probably wishes that she had had the gumption to um, <laughs> to ask Harry before. Which is weird because well. her whole character is I'm brave to do anything, but she doesn't do this here when she really wants it. Yep. Hmm. But, you know, I do think that part's a little bit okay, only because we still know her as, like... Shy, mousy Jenny. Jenny who hides in a corner whenever, like, whenever Harry appears. <laughs> just, like, poof. <laughs> She's like Dobby. She just snaps her fingers and she disappears <laughs> every time she sees Harry. Um, she says, I'm going with Neville. He asked me when Hermione said no, and I thought, well, I'm not going to be able to go otherwise, and not in, I'm not in fourth year. Um, she looked extremely miserable. I think I'll go and have dinner, she said. Gotta get more porridge. <laughs> Literally back to the place where we left her. We thought she we thought she was we thought she could have gone upstairs. And she just she could have gone right to back. the dorm room, but no, she went to dinner in the great hall. <laughs> right where we left her. We thought we were so gonna have an update. The update <laughs> next time has to be that Jenny's no longer nope. eating porridge. She is now eating dinner. Or something, but I feel like she's stuck in a time loop or something. (laughs) (laughs) She just keeps going, just around and around. (laughs) Keeps going back. (laughs) Ron goggled it at Harry. What's gotten into them? Oh, I don't know, Ron. Maybe you and your rude ass. (laughs) The fuck? What's gotten into them? Have you heard He hasn't met himself. He's been listening to the whole Tepperidi videos. And he doesn't know why it's not working. Just, my God. 
Harry had just seen Parvati and Lavender come in through the portrait hole. The time had come for drastic action. Wait here, he said. Um, and he stood up, walked straight up to Parvati and said, Parvati, will you go to the ball with me? Um, she went into a fit of giggles. Harry waited for them to subside, his fingers crossed in the pocket of his robes. Yes, all right then, she said finally, finally, blushing furiously. Thanks, she said in relief. Lavender, will you go with Ron? She's going with Seamus, said Parvati, and the pair of them giggled harder than ever. Harry sighed. Can't you think of anyone who would go with Ron, he said, Lauren. <laughs> He's like, do a guy a favor. I can't go back and have a date and he doesn't. Um, right, because also, yeah, Ron would be pissed if Harry came back and he was the only person with a date. Friendship over again. Um, exactly. It's <laughs> just another another fight. Um, what about Hermione Granger, said Parvati? Um, she's going with someone else. Parvati looked astonished. Ooh, who, she said keenly. Harry shrugged. No idea. So what about Ron? Well, I suppose my sister might. Padma, you know, in Ravenclaw. I'll ask her if you like. Yeah, that would be great, said Harry. Let me know, will you? And he went back over to Ron, feeling like this ball was a lot more trouble than it was worth, and hoping very much that Padma Patil's <laughs> nose was dead soon. But also, Can you just go back I love how second? he goes... Mm-hmm. I think it says Padma was in Ravenclaw oh. and not in Gryffindor, mm. when, which they're in different houses. Oh, just mm. want to note that. Curious, very curious. Observation yeah. there. Maybe what WB is listening, they could you know hear that. Pay attention. It's not that hard to have you know? two twins in different it's houses. Back in time. Also, yes. aren't they identical? They are. <laughs> Harry's not. It's almost Harry is not a Ravenclaw. Harry's not a Ravenclaw. He's he's not. I know. He's not. I know. He's just not. Padma is, but, you know, know, he's not. So. Right. He's not. But Harry isn't. Um, I love how he bit. goes back to Ron. He's it's like, true. I hope you will let me know. But then he goes back to Ron and he assuredly says, and Padma will go with you. There's no doubt in my mind that he told him, she's definitely going with you. So Padma could have, like, in the meantime, found herself mm-hmm. a date and Ron would have still been left out in the cold. He's like, <laughs> She's like, nah, exactly. I'm not going out with that boy. He's like, rude. actually, nah. Ron Weasley? No. In actually, actually, no. But also, Parvati is just, like, offering her sister um, up. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, she'll go. Exactly. Exactly. Listen, get- well, I mean, she didn't, like, fool. She was like, True. I'll ask. Yeah. We'll see. She's because- like, listen, I'm going with Harry. Don't mess this up for me. <laughs> True. Exactly. <laughs> Pavin was like, all right, I'll take one for the team. You owe me. Because, my God, who wants to go with Ron? Ron is a problem. Um, all right, who is your MVP and who is Ben? It's hard to pick an MVP because we don't see any of the girls for very long. But all of the, all of the girls in Hogwarts are my MVP. <laughs> because they have to deal with these trifling boys who don't know... What to do with themselves. I to ask <laughs> so all of the girls, but particularly, I guess Hermione, because she just has to deal with it the most. I made Hermione my MVP, too. Yeah, I, I go with Hermione. Because like, Ron... She's like, listen, I, got, I gotta stop mess with this Ron kid. Teach him a lesson. Ron go do me. her so... Get my Quidditch Ron bed. Ron her so sideways. Yeah. Man, exactly. First crumb, then Teju. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's important. Portia. Oh, okay, Portia. All right, I see you. Portia made the women of color her MVP. So Angelina, Parvati, mm. and Padma. 
that get is, behind that. That's a good one. I fucks with that. Um, and then <laughs> Deborah went straight <laughs> to the bench. Um, <laughs> she, so Deborah benched Ron. Um, nice golden bench for Ron. And Portia yep. also seconds that. Close side. What about y'all? Oh, of course. Yep. That's not even a question. Yeah. Yep. Because Harry's like... Indeed. Harry's like Ron struggling. And he kind of has to have a date. Only be, like he wouldn't be struggling this much if McGonagall hadn't been like, no, you have to have one. He probably might not have. He wouldn't have found one. He would have been like, forget it. Like he'd just go with Ron and be like, okay, we'll be his friends. <laughs> All the shippers would have been happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he probably wouldn't have gone with anybody. <laughs> but he was under pressure to find one. Ron is just being a douche. <laughs> He's just like, well, I want to go with the prettiest girl just because. And Harry's like, okay, but you don't actually have to have one. He's just like, okay, no, but I want to go with the prettiest girl. Ron, shut up. And also, and also, Ron, who do you, what do you bring to the table? Right. Like, Questions know, that need fam, answering. Like, you got all these expectations, but like, Questions but what are you answering. doing? Listen, Ron's ain't better how to cook and clean, and she better be at least an eight, okay? Hotep Ernie has spoken. Don't worry about if I can't build a house or do anything to contribute to the relationship. I'm a man. I'm the this provider. <laughs> you were supposed but to submit to me. nothing. <laughs> but he's not doing nothing. Toxic too many up burning videos, man. I just... It's it's too many. They need to they need to be purged <laughs> from the internet. Yeah, I'm going to bitch Hotep Ernie yeah. as well. <laughs> Don't forget. Yeah, don't, I think because you know it's his fault. Don't forget that I bench bins. You know, you know that's what Ron's been. That was what Ron was doing when he wasn't friends with Harry. <laughs> he was just <laughs> holed up in his room watching YouTube videos of Ernie Mackie. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. He, oh he was God. a deep hole. He was in a dark time in his life. <laughs> Autoplay, he, he didn't turn like, off autoplay, you know so what? like the videos just kept playing, and he was just, just like, wow, no. this is just some interesting just stuff right going. here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then he finally made up with his friend and decided to be rude as fuck to his other one. Mm-hmm. But, you know? It's always Ron's, it's always Ron's fault that... Ernie doesn't really have his it's back It's always Ron's fault that the does. three of them are so rarely in sync. <laughs> it's like once he's friends with one, he just ruins it with the other one. <laughs> Bruh, because Harry and her... What if Harry and Hermione ever got into a fight Last except book. the one time with the firebolt? Yep. That was it. That's like right. the one time they've ever gotten into a fight. Ron ever... Yep. Ron stay fucking up. That, that boy's... And then he got to the YouTube. That was <laughs> unfortunate. For him and for us. Um, so thank you for listening. <laughs> Next week we will discuss chapter 23 of Harry Potter and the God of Fire, the Yule Ball. Hopefully Robin will, you know, join me. There's no Hamilton. He, you know, Paul, you know, if Hamilton shows up, then we're going to have to do it's something like this again. Um, make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. If you would like to join the conversation on Twitter, you can add us at WeBlackAndNerds. Use the hashtag WizardTeam. Um, follow my awesome co-hosts, Adam Heron at Comstar24. And we will all continue these conversations on the internet. 
Um, let us know your thoughts. And thanks again. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for having us. I am the dragon breathe the fire.